0: Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Welcome to the Hit in the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Garson.
1: Good evening, Jamie. How are you? Good, mate. You know I'm happy about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute corker. Um ever since I saw some some uh, YouTube videos last summer um with uh, some of the Wickham players. I I just thought what a what an amazing character so down to earth so funny so humble I'm so excited for this.
0: So, who have we got on today, Richard Kyson?
1: We have got former York, Darlington, Fulham, Brighton, Birmingham, and the current Wickham goalkeeper David Stockdale. We've got Stocko. We got him.
0: <laughs> um. Well, we know what kind of character he is. I can guarantee there's going to be some laughs in it, some stories. Um, we also know that he is a director at a Step 7 football club in Worcestershire. Uh, we'll go into that as well. Obviously, we play at the same standard um, and we'll go into all, all kind of things, non-league as well. Um, so, it's you know, we're going to talk to him about the current state of goalkeeping. Um, everything and Wanderers, um, and obviously looking back at his career as well. So, should we get going? Let's dive in. Let's get Stocko on. Okay, so our guest today is former Birmingham, Fulham, and current and Wanderers goalkeeper David Stockholm. My,
2: my club that I played most of my games at. <laughs>
0: I'll do it in the preview, Stocco. Don't worry about that. (laughs) We're not editing that bit
1: out. (laughs) Okay, we'll leave that in. Brighton goalkeeper as well.
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, Uh,
1: Take
0: two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll add Brighton in there.
1: (laughs) Start again, James. Start again. i have
0: had that 30 seconds up. (laughs) He'll go again then.
2: Right, uh,
0: don't, don't go again, just keep going <laughs> No, no, no. I'll, I'll do it again Right, okay Um, This is going to take a while, isn't it, Rich? <laughs>
1: Alright, let's go Tonight's guest is David Stockdale He plays for Wickham He's a championship footballer And he's been in an England squad Right, there we go Thanks for the intro, Rich Stocko, first things first Um. It, it's actually quite topical. Uh, the last three games, you found yourself starting for Wickham because of an injury. Um, how's that been? You know, you're, sounds awful, but you've been on the bench for most of the season. What's that like getting thrown into the deep end, even though you do have lots of championship experience?
2: It's not easy. Um, like uh, the Wickham fans know, I went out to Stephenies just to get some games and it just so happened that there was an injury. It was more just for me to get games. Well, people don't understand the the role of a sub goalkeeper. I'm like the club cheerleader, so um, we
1: heard you at Wembley, Stocko, Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it, it is what you've got to do. What you can do from what position you're in. Um, Ryan's done amazing, and it, it's hard because you've got to come in and fill what he's done. So that's like added pressure, as you as you say. But like you say, I was just trying to use my experience in the games and. I thought I was too old for this diving, like, but you like, <laughs> keep just putting it near me, so you just, just stop it. like. Um, but no, it's, it's hard to explain to people who aren't goalkeepers because everybody thinks there's a hidden rivalry. There is, but it's a friendly one because you don't want your mate who you train with every single day, longer than anyone else, to do badly. So that means your team does badly, but you're also trying to fight for a place so it's always good to have that relationship with your goalkeepers that that just it is smooth. Like, me and Ryan had a chat today. Like, it is what it is. Like, I've sat there, watched him do well. Can't complain. Keep buying him on the back because he's done brilliant. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's my turn now. Like, it's yours to keep. So he will be pushing harder now than he was before because I was pushing him. It's, it's good. And like the man just said, it, what a place to be to have two goalkeepers
1: like that. I was just going to say, Stocker, I mean, there aren't many championship clubs that can say they've got two ex-Premier two ex League keepers. And um, just on that, sort of like backing your teammates up, um, every game we can hear the subs at Wickham. Um, and you don't hear that with the opposition. You can hear our bench. You can hear yourself, you can hear Bayo. you can hear the others, Bloomfield. They're so loud and encouraging. It's like there's a mini army there, you know, sort of 50 fans, 100 fans. Um, and that's been brilliant. And I just wanted to touch on something Gareth said about he he asked you to do it, he didn't tell you to do it. And so you've all wanted to do that off, off your own back. So um, if you can just talk a bit about the squad harmony and, and like what that's like there.
2: The squad harmony is... It's probably the best I've been in. How I describe it to people is when you go to a strange place or you're going into a new squad, as you guys know, with with the teams that you've got, it's hard to integrate as it is. We've got a a mantra as such where everybody's different. You can be who you want to be. We don't care. Everyone's from different walks of life. You be you. You get the odd bit of banter like, oh, come on, you weirdo. It, it it is what it is, but it's harmless. If someone's doing something, I uh, do no, Let's just say Bayo, he could be doing something, gotcha. at McDonald's or something. Like we will back whoever is doing whatever they're doing. Like we've got like me and Bayo who are space cadets when it comes to like just messing about. Mm. Then we've got Alex Samuel, Jess McCarthy who are massively faithful on 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 the Lord and. And it's interesting because we could have the most diverse table talking about the most diverse things, but everybody listens, everyone's content, everybody wants to hear what other people says. And then that leads on to the football. If you're like that off the pitch, you're so bonded on the pitch. And I think you can see that in the in the fighting spirit we've shown all season. Look, it's taken us a while to adapt and realise and do other things. But we ain't got forty million to go spend on a player. We we have to find things in different ways. The fine lines, the the percentages as such. So that's a massive one for us. And I don't think we'd have got promoted. Look, we've got some good players. I don't think we get promoted without that. And touching on the, the Wembley thing, it started like when we came back, everyone was raring to go. And you know when you get that feeling where it's like Oh, everyone's pumped here like everyone's on it and then he got to the first game he picked his team yeah me included we wanted to be in that team but it's now like who can stand up for one another and i weren't having anyone saying we didn't deserve it mm. we were going to do it properly and at one point i took the subs <laughs> the subs bibs and at fleetwood i passed one to me I didn't pass me it, but I, I give one to me, one to Bayo and one to Blooms. And he went, what, what are we doing? We not even started. I said, we're going to warm up right now. And we stood on the sideline. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, we're getting closer. We're going to make it hard. So we were stood on the side shouting and just g everyone up. And it just got, everyone's looking at us and we're the loudest in the stadium.
1: Mm.
2: And we're playing away from home. Brilliant. And like... And the fourth officials looking at us like, look at these idiots, <laughs> Like and it was hard because I was like, Oh, COVID, like I don't want to sit with all, all them lads.
1: Yeah.
2: It, it was like it, it was just to make that feel that you know when you when you're at school and your school mates come and shout on the sideline.
1: Yeah. It yeah. It was like yeah. that.
2: It was like, This is my school. I want them to win. Like, this is my team. We're gonna so it just carried on like that. And when you get somewhere like Wembley, if you can't do it on the pitch, why not be the loudest in the stand? So, yeah,
0: well, it certainly helped because Wickham just flew out the blocks. Absolutely flew out of the blocks. It's just, I remember watching it here and literally like hands on head going, what am I watching? Like, not, not in a bad way, because you know we, we go and watch Wickham a lot, and you know me and Rich are both we've followed Wickham since uh, well mid nineties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't look that old, um, but uh, all right, okay, <laughs> maybe <not. laughs> um, uh But um, yeah, so like, oh, it's just it, just unbelievable performance away from home, possibly one of the favourites to go up. You know, Joey Barton there and stuff, and they were playing well. They play a nice brand of football and stuff like that. But it just flew out the blocks, and you can just tell, and you could just hear throughout the games. And I think the commentators were just going, "You can, you can probably go." They were saying something like, "Oh, there's no fans in here; it's the Wickham bench," and yeah. they just kept saying it throughout the game, just like brilliant, it, it, brilliant. It
2: made it uncomfortable for someone in their backyard.
0: Yeah, yeah, and
2: yeah. Now what they said, like, like you know, when people are trying to say, "Like, calm down, you lot." And you think, well, that's the edge we've got now.
1: Yeah. We're, mm. we're
2: under the skin, you know. You're a bit busy, aren't you? <laughs> but you won't be busy in a couple of weeks, will you, when we're at Wembley? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I always
2: think stuff <laughs> like that. And this see- the first game, and it's all about confidence. If you couldn't give that confidence. And I was like, I remember the pre match dinner at, at, Wem- at Wembley. We were staying above the, and I walked in with a big smile on my face and coffee in my hand. Is that what what's up with you? I went well, we're going to be celebrating in a couple of hours. What what you got? What's up with you? <laughs>
0: Love that.
2: And on the WhatsApp group, the whole way through the lockdown, I was saying, you do know we're getting promoted, don't you? Like, and there's people like, yeah, well done, stocks. And I'm like, no, like, I believe in certain things. Like yeah. good things come to good people. I believe it. And I, I'm talking when we were still playing. Mm. And it was just a message that I had all the way through. And I'm a very much firm believer that believe what you believe until it's not true. And look, it's probably one of the better things that's happened in my career. Just the way it was done, the underdog nature. And if we stay up this year, that'll top the lot, I think.
0: I mean, that, that, yeah, that'd be incredible. I mean, just going up itself. For I mean, like I said, we've been following since the mid nineties. All we've ever known is maybe bouncing between League Two, League One, League Two, League One, the Odd Cup run, which has been amazing. You know, they're amazing nights, weren't they, Rich? Yeah, um fantastic. and and just to get promoted. And I, I, I went home um I was watching it down the pub, the final, which was podcast oh, a while ago now, isn't it? Um soon as the whistle went, I celebrated absolutely mad. I went straight to my mum and dad's house, walked through the door. My old man's there. My old man's, what, 69. I went walked up to him and we just hugged. And, like, that's what it did to us. We just hugged and we had, like, a tear. And, like, we just couldn't believe it, mate. Honestly, what you have done for that group of fans, it's only a – if you think about it, it's quite a small group of fans, Wickham, um, uh, you know, four and a half, five thousand a week. Um, I don't and, about- and they – we don't know that yet.
2: because
0: uh-huh. we <laughs> Oh, program. well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, if they were back in the ground and uh, yeah, I definitely think it would be, well, it definitely would be a lot more. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is you were doing that during the, the playoffs and obviously you're now doing it in the championship. What are championship teams saying to you when you're now doing it? Is it a little bit different?
2: Because um, right. you're obviously going
0: to have some big guns. Prem players, stuff like that. Like, not big guns, Jeff? <laughs> oh, absolutely not, mate. What well you know what I mean. I think you've got the likes of forty million pound players coming down from Watford, you know. Are, are they like, what are this lot all about? You know.
2: The lads will tell you what I'm like. I don't care what people think. Yeah. So people look at me and think, Who is this geezer? But luckily. look at it. Because I've been lucky enough to play at that level for a while, a lot of the players I know, so they just giggle at me.
0: Oh, brilliant!
2: And they know who I am. They know that I'm a good guy. Like I never say anything out of turn or, or like I was having a a banter with uh, Timo Pukki after he scored, and Josh Knight was shocked because I was bantering him. (laughs) I was saying, "Hey, Timo, like." You've only scored twenty-four. That was off target, and non-goal. Went down on sky, no goal <laughs> <laughs> And this is like in the middle of the game, because I'm thinking, we're gonna score. We'll score, fine. He won't score again. Um, that's the kind of area of confidence I have. Like he could have yeah. scored a hat-trick, but I was thinking, right, you, you won't score again. Probably won't, because he'd probably get caught taken off. But I was <laughs> saying to him, and Josh Knight was looking at me and looking at Pooky, and Pookie was laughing. like, <laughs> It's that sort of thing that makes camaraderie in football, like, he was like, no, it's a goal, it's 25, 25. I was like, sorry, mate, it was going wide. Like, you got lucky there. Like, own goal, at least you get a, a goal <laughs> team. And I think someone was injured and Josh Knight was just laughing away. <laughs> like, he didn't have to say, oh, he's scored 25 goals in the champ. But he had a little crack with us and, like, yeah, yeah. they knew they'd been in a game. But it's things like that, like, I, I I used to be silly in the Premier League, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I remember Kevin Nolan, I saved the Kevin Nolan shot, and he was like, for fuck's sake, stop. I was like, Kev, you got a square head, mate. You should hit it off. Or- <laughs> and, like like, and then you see each other, like, I played against him when he got promoted in Newcastle, and I was at Plymouth, and they beat us. And he was being sick on the pitch because he has been out on the piss. So I was like, Kev... <laughs> Do you know you paid for all that beer and you just spewing it up? But that's things that people don't see. And that's why I'm always smiling for a game because you never know when your last one is. I went to Stevenage and they said, You just don't shut up, do you? I was like, No, like, because <laughs> then people have that aura that, oh, he's, he's always fucking there. Like, what? like, And then they know when you come in, when you shout at keepers, like, oh, here he comes again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have you always had that confidence, Stocker?
2: Yeah. I think it's like, maybe from like you say, where you're from. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm from Leeds. A lot of good footballers have come out of Leeds, but like, it it's like that never say die attitude. You know, like I'm all we're very friendly. I'm very friendly. Like everybody who knew, knows me off the pitch knows that I'm a cheap black, You know, like <laughs> always have a little smile on my face. And that's how I do it, like, and like, when we played Reading, I know Sam Baldock, Michael Morrison, yeah. just having a bit of banter, and I say banter, it's not, it's just a little bit of a laugh and a joke, just trying to ease things, because, you know, when football gets very, very serious, and now I'm older, I can, I used to be kicking posts, and the old mad goalkeeper, and yeah. you know, I'm thinking, I, I just get mad in my head now, and then tell a joke <laughs> to someone, it,
1: when you were in the I, prem, was there anyone that didn't quite <laughs> didn't quite laugh or they didn't quite understand it, took it the wrong way?
2: I'm um, just trying to think now. Um, I remember, so I played in Torres's last game, and um, for Liverpool before he we went to Chelsea. They beat us one 0 mm. with an own goal in the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> to him, I said, I "Can't believe you didn't score past me." <laughs> And he, I think he was just like, who the, who the hell is this young kid
0: talking to me?
2: <laughs> but I think it was one of them ones where it's more of a story for me than it is to him. But yeah. People just you thought... seen him
0: now? Have you seen Torres now?
2: No. It's
0: the size of him. No. He's a big lad now, he's, he's got a
2: lot massive.
0: of muscle. Really? Like Bayo. <laughs> nah,
2: Bayo's Bayo, you know, what? come on. Yeah.
0: Honest, the, that. honest to God, that e is huge now, isn't he? Rich yeah. at Torres, he, just, he must now, do I like, like oh,
1: Google it, Stocko. Google him; uh, it's huge, massive.
0: Um, yes. Oh man. So you're one of those keepers that literally say anything behind your back for and just carry on chatting. Because yeah. I absolutely love those guys. I love those keepers because it just, even if it's, I always say to my keepers, even if it is just nonsense, like just, just keep chatting them through and keep chatting whatever you can. And it just breeds confidence for that back four three, whoever it is at the back. I
2: don't do just that on the pitch. I'm talking people <laughs> down. Like,
0: well, it only took you a couple of minutes to banter me, and you know, <laughs> you don't even know me.
2: That's just that's just my who I am. Like, it eases people. It shows that you're open. You know, whenever I meet someone, always be polite and like have that little bit of laugh. Because yeah. like even like. When I do, like I've got my own business. When I do a business meeting, I'm the same because it's very warming. And even if you don't do business together, I think the trustworthiness comes over, like, yeah. and things you say and how you are. If you're very stern, people are like, why is he like that? Why has he got a rocket up his ass all the time? You know? For me, I just always feel lucky that I'm a, like, you always talk to me because I'm a footballer. I'm lucky was I would talk to anyone because I like talking crap. Like, I'm actually <laughs> interested in people's business. Yeah. And I would remember stuff and sometimes with names I get mixed up, but I'll always say, oh yeah, you were that guy that done that. And they'll be like, what, you remember that? I'm like, yeah, because like you've taken the time to tell me. Like, some things might slip of mind, but I remember the occasion. Or, yeah. In 10 years, you go. I remember the podcast with it. Yeah, yeah, you fucked you up the first line. In- <laughs> oh, I ain't going
1: to forget that, am I? Stocko, what was that like? Because obviously, um, if you look at your career, you, you sort of did it the hard way, let's be honest. Um, you went through lower league, non league. Um, to then make that England squad that you did under Fabio Capello, is that right? Yeah. What was that like? Because that's that's the height of the game. Getting that call, that like, must have been fantastic.
2: Right, so when you go in, it's like being a YTS again. So I had my boots and my gloves. And I'm thinking, right,
1: like,
2: why should I put these? <laughs> <laughs> so next minute, Gareth Barry comes around the corner. All right, stocks you all right? And I'm like, Gareth Barry knows my name. <laughs> he knows me. All right, Gaz. Don't call me Gaz. I'm joking. Do you imagine? I was like, look, where do we put stuff? Right, there's a room around there. Go for it. And until you meet the like, it was. It was like I was a bit starstruck because although I'd been playing against these people, it's like people you talk about and you're like, oh, see that goal that he scored, like. And then the nice people. I had some great people looking after me, like Frank Lampard. Really like seemed to take to me, Um, he was chatting while I was in the physio room once, and we just, I think we spent an hour just chatting away, all sorts of things. And then ever since then, he's always like, like, Jermaine Defoe used to flick my ear all the time. Just like a little, the new kid thing.
1: I'm surprised he could reach. I was sat down.
2: (laughs) And then you get to know that they're just humans. And once they get to know you, and we managed to play a couple of rounds of golf with a couple of lads and they're people who you can relate to. Like, I mean, I think Rooney, when we went, I know Liam was senior, so I spoke to him. I don't think he recognised me, Rooney, at first. And then he was like, oh, oh, like, <laughs> and it was like that thing. He probably comes across so many people and for him just to like, that's where I look back and feel yeah. I'm proud. Even though I didn't get an England cap, I think I was in five or six squads. Um, met some great people, um, you come across them like Ashley Coles and that, they, they were throwing food at me the, the week after when we drew with Kelsey at Stamford Bridge, <laughs> it was like that, Like I, I was just lucky to be in, in a Premier League club, we drew at Stamford Bridge, uh, one all I think it was, and uh, Ashley Cole and uh, Frank Lampard had come in after, so me being me, I was stood at the door of the changing room, thinking, "How can I just like walk into Chelsea's changing room?" <laughs> so the door opens, Didier Drogba's coming out. He's like, "Like looked at me really strange," like, and I'm thinking, <laughs> "How do I get away with this?" And I was like, um, "You wanted to take away?" No. <laughs> and then the next minute, I have heard uh, Ashley Cole shouting, "Get in here, you!" And it was good, like everyone asking who I was, and checked what past me, and like, you know when someone like, second tapes you? Yeah. And he walked back, he was like, oh, I've got a shirt for you. And wow. I was like, oh, like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: and you see the, the other side to football, it was like, Didier Drogba came back in, sat down, not literally just talking straight out me, but was in, involved in the conversation, just, and I've heard that he, that's how he was, uh, John, yeah. Ted, Frank Lampard, I should call, it, I'll have in the chat just seeing how it was, uh, you cost us some money for a win bonus, that kind of thing. <laughs> you always. <laughs> like, and it was nice. It was like Josie was just walking around. Um, and it was like, they've invited me into the change room. Yeah. He didn't even try and come into the conversation, probably because he didn't want to. But it was <laughs> that thing where, you no, know, they've, they've asked him to come in. That's their change yeah. room. It was like an honor. Like, mm to be around these people and them treating me as, as an equal as as such. But like when you're getting from them these lot and saying, Am I nervous in the tunnel? It was uh it's quite humbling, you know, and you never yeah. forget those are the people say what's well, the best moment in your career? These are the different mm-hmm. moments that you don't say because people wanna know on field stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but they're like big memories for me. Yeah.
0: So Again, you know, like stuff like,
2: that well, people don't... The training is phenomenal. It's like a next, next level. Like you, Wow. There was players that I'd never really come across before and you're watching them going, oh my God. Like, Jermaine Defoe, best finisher. I've... I haven't played against... I think I have played against him. And if I ask him, he'll tell me if he scored. He'll know if he scored by me.
0: <laughs> he scored against a lot of keepers, didn't he, old Jermaine? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Just on that, Stocker, um, i did... There was one thing I wanted to ask you that that made Jamie laugh earlier. Um, you've played a lot of football at a really, really good standard. Who's got the hardest shot that you've faced? Oh. Where afterwards you've gone, oh, fucking hell, that hurt my wrist. Is <laughs> that you one person from back in the day? Remember Phil Stamp? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hardest shot ever. <laughs> Oh, that that first, is a bang. random name. He would bang it so hard. Like but his legs were like massive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Tree trunk legs.
2: I always remember that. Um who else can bang it now? There's a few that that can can smash it, but Andy Carroll, when he got it on the half Folly, he, that used to go.
1: Big lad. Final one. What about Wickham? Who's got the hardest shot at Wickham? Oh yeah.
2: Me or Ryan.
1: <laughs> Not surprising.
2: Not surprising. Uh, Uchi, Uchi can bang it. Um, I think. Oh yeah. These <laughs> headers are harder than most people's shots. <laughs> um, let me have a think now. So, there's not like someone who where you go. Oh my god! If he bangs it, JJ can. Yeah. Bang it with his left foot as well. Josh Knight can. But he's not like where, you know that one where you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the keepers like Rocky's got. Them rocket like um but no there's not i think maybe because i'm getting older older shots feel i had now
0: <laughs> you and rocky are you two similar characters or are you completely different
2: um similar in a way like i'm i think rock has taken to me because he's had few past goalkeepers where it's been more of a a battle yeah, in friendship as well. Was I came in, I was like, "Listen, we're all we're all old enough now. Like, look, if you're in, you're in. I'll support you. I won't say a bad word. You do the same. We're all good, mate." Then it was just like, he kept the shirt, I kept on. Like, I was training well. We was doing well. So like, and then, so we're, we're not similar in that way, but we have the same kind of humor. Yeah like the little things like I'll say something and he'll get it and then he loves my little jokes so there's always a laugh there like I'll always make it where I don't think there's a training session where we haven't laughed good yeah like it'll be winding someone up like always like I'll be always on to someone or I'll be shouting over across to the other lads and just little stuff if something's happened I don't know out. I'll just start shouting across the pitch
0: and it, is it, there? Is definitely. there anyone? Sorry, is there anyone at Wickham that you go extra hard on because you know it'll rattle him?
2: I, I always try to go harder on B because nobody else will. <laughs> because it's like that thing where he is the gentle giant. Yeah. But because of his aura and he speaks uh, stern, even he, he yeah. could be telling you. What he had for dinner, innit? Chicken and rice, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're me and be are like like brothers to be fair. A lot lot. We're very close. And we will be having a debate. And I'll tell you a little story quickly. So we was doing a shooting session in close to pre-season, before the season. Anyway, I was being my normal stupid idiot and the gaffers laughing away and that. Uh, You lads can't score for shit. I said, you've got coffee legs. Don't be blaming it on... All day. All day, like. So B's turned around and Nah, i not having that, like. Your service was crap. So we're going back and forth, like. And he got, like, he's shouting. I'm shouting. I said, you look after your strikers, like. You look after your keeper. I said, don't talk to me. You can't even score. Look at the balls in the trees. We got to a point, everyone stopped, right? And Rocky went, look. I'm not arguing anymore, like, there's no need to argue. And and B went to me and went, are you arguing? I went, no. (laughs) And we looked at each other and just burst out laughing. (laughs) Everyone was like, there's no need to fight about it. I was like, fight about it? (laughs) This is just, like, playing around. Yeah. I'm I'm like, it's all the time because I'll go in shooting and it doesn't matter if they score or miss. I will still tell them the shit. Like... (laughs) Stocks like we're, we're trying to like get people's confidence up. I said, No, chance. <laughs> but like, and there's a few Darius like Darius, he's like me, so he'll be shooting. I'm like, Darius, you can't even get to the the cross, never mind. Edit in. He'll be like, Watch this, and he'll score one, and it'll be up to me. And I like that, I like that, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it makes me want to do better because I'm like, You're not scoring. Then the Scotty Casket, if you get any, then he'll just talk to you. <laughs> Talking, you you'd be like, "Scott, I'm trying, I'm trying to work here." <laughs> um, and the gaffer's like, "Oh Jesus, because I'm, I, I, just can't help it. Like, if I make a couple of saves, I'll be like shouting while I'm saving. Ah, I'm unbeatable. Like, <laughs> just stuff. Where lads, oh, I love
0: that. And, yeah, absolutely love
2: like, that. I am that keeper where, if they're scoring, I enjoy it when they're shouting to me. Is there anybody in there?"
0: Ah, oh, yeah,
2: and you have to be quiet because you have to take it. Because if you start like thinking it's it's against what you're doing, you're trying, you're trying. So you're like, all right, all right, you've turned yeah. up then, have you? Like, <laughs> it's about time. I'm just saving the balls in the net because the last three times I've had to go fetch them. You know, <laughs> you've got to be fair. And then afterwards, we're like, to be fair, the finishing was decent today. And they're like, yeah. and the lads are good because like they'll say, "Keeps on fire," away, wouldn't they? You never admit at the time. Yeah. I've had a few times where the gaffer's gone, I think you're going to kill the confidence if you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you can't take it, the kitchen's too hot.
1: Brilliant. There was one thing I just want to touch on, just just like going back to, to when you were in the championship. Um, I'm a massive fan of Chris Hewton. Um What was that like working under him? Because I think you were signed... Were you signed by Sammy Huppia? Yeah. And um, he obviously left in the left at the Christmas, and then you had you had a good two and a half years with yeah. with Chris. What was he like?
2: I'm a big fan of Chris as well. I still speak to him, just to say good luck and stuff. We can still keep in touch, like um, on the odd occasion. He is there's so many things I can say about him, but on a tactical level, he's very very clever. Away from football, he's very very clever. He is a very um, intricate man, as in, like, he will take his time. He knows what he wants. He's very fair. So, let's say, for example, if there was a player that he weren't having in the squad, he'd say, Look, I'm not using your squad. If you get something that comes up, we'll have a look at it. But I might need you. So, I need you to be fair in training, like, do the right things, be a professional. I'll be fair. And I remember one player, I won't say the name, he said that turn. he was like, okay, no worries. He had a few injuries, he played, played well. And he was like, look, my views still haven't changed. You've done brilliant for me. Hopefully that helps you. The lad got a club, off he went. And it was so like, nice to see it being unfairly. If you you then, he could turn and be like, right, if you're going to be like that, you forced my hand. So you would leave it very up to the person but because we had a good squad and personalities, he ve- he was very like, I'll leave it to you, lads. If I have to get involved, then it's serious. But you need to manage yourselves properly. All I ask for is your best on the pitch. Um, you act professional off the pitch. Um, and that's all it is. So, like, if you had something to go see him about. Um, when he first signed, he had a meeting with all the, all the lads. And he had his pen and pencil. And he'd write down and he'd ask you, your wife's name or your girlfriend's name if you had any kids, and he'd always know that. And he'd always ask. It could be either way. It could be, if, oh, my daughter's a little he'd go, Oh, you didn't tell me you had a daughter. <laughs> he was very much the case of look, if something came up with your kids, you'd be like, oh, 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 oh Molly. Like, yeah, Molly. And it's like, yeah, okay, no, worries. like, Or... If he had to go to an event, he'd, he'd make sure he knew everybody's names. And that's the type of person Chris Euton is. And I think he only went mad three or four times in, when he needed to. But he was very methodical in how he wanted to approach things. Um, you can see in his interviews, he's very clever. Mm. Um, he takes his time.
0: I mm. um, can how see that on the touchline as well. Just like, yeah. you know, when the camera sometimes switches to him. And you can just see, like, he's working things out in his head and he's yeah. just taking his time to work. You can just see it. Like, some managers might be all, whoa, shouty. But hes you can see it in his head. He's literally yeah. watching the game and working things out in his head.
2: Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's had some great staff behind him. Colin Calderwood. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Both he,
0: experts.
2: Yeah, he, I think he's gone. He went somewhere else for a bit. Then he had Paul Trollope. So, the people who he's had uh, have been brilliant behind him and... and People just fit in. It's like that seamless thing that he can make. It's not easy, but the type of person he is, makes everyone feel at home, gives everyone their responsibilities. You know, you look after your own, and then if you have to get involved in your shop, you're in trouble. Uh, (laughs) But he just, he's one of them that doesn't demand respect, but gets it. You know, he doesn't have to pause himself. Because of the way he is a person. So I'm i I'm a yeah. massive fan of Chris You Massive fan. Um Good to hear that. <laughs> like when I left, um, I met him on holiday, just on oh. occasion, and we spoke with his wife. We had we shared a few drinks. He's like he understood the situation because I had to move because of family. And it was just nice. It was like, you know, sometimes you get that where you leave and that's it. He was nice. He was like, and, and his wife was like really nice and talked to my wife. And it was just that thing where you go, This is the nice bit of football where you meet friends. Like, I'd class him not as a friend, like go to the pub or text every day, but you'd be able to stop. And if we seen each other somewhere, we would stop and have a good chat and catch up, that kind of thing. So, no, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's put a little thing on that next year. Knox Forest will be top six. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Nottingham, Forest. Uh,
0: Nottingham Forest. Close one. Uh, I, I, yeah. I. I. Everywhere he's gone, he's been very successful. Yeah. Well, Norwich.
2: Charge it like.
0: Yeah. It. You know. So he was in a very legendary Spurs team. He's yeah. a bit of a. But he's definitely a Spurs legend, for sure. Um, and People you know, he's, kind of
2: forget what he did there.
0: Yeah. Because of how
2: well he's done as a manager. Mm. Um, but he could show it on the training pitch, but every time he oh, really he his knees, he'd be like, oh, his knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, just, he's, he's very regarded, it's very much regarded at Spurs, Any Rich? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just massive, massive fan in favour as
1: well. Other than Ainsworth Stocko... Um... So let's rule him out of this one because it's the obvious answer. But um who's the best manager you played under? Because you played under some top you know, Martin Young. I
2: think we've I think we've covered that there. Actually. Okay,
1: we'll go with that one. Fair. Nice. Um
2: then with Roy. Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so I'll tell you a story. Aside for Fulham and uh my first training session, I think every shot went in the goal. <laughs> And I thought to Gaffer, do you think you've made a bad choice? <laughs> so I think you like me from that day on. Yeah. Look, You'll get it. It's, it's time and that. But, like, so I, I've been lucky enough to play under some great managers. But I think my best times came with Chris and with Roy. Yeah.
0: What was Roy like? Because you hear stories all the time that Roy is so involved with training yeah. And, you know, he's yeah. constantly always on the pitch and he's always, um, you know, taking the actual sessions as well. Is, is oh. he one of the best tactical managers that you that you would have played under?
2: Yeah. Um Yeah. Like, we... <clears throat> at Fulham, it was a running joke that we did shape every day.
1: Yeah, I've heard, I've heard this. But I've heard
0: this. <laughs> Palace knew do that, don't they? Yeah, so... <laughs>
2: shape every day. So it was to a point where every single player knew every single role on them. I could tell you what the left winger could needed to do. So if I had to join in as a left winger, I could do the movements and what we expected. And I think that's why every time the team changed a little bit, it was like nothing changed. We just knew what was going on. And that, like, you'd be doing shape for half an hour, The point was we was one of the best organized sides hard to break down hard to beat so it becomes where it's a habit Mm -hmm. you know it's happening you get it done because you know it benefits you it's not like you're doing running for no reason you actually there's a team shape to it and when success like the europa league run that we had yeah you think back on all in times, you know, would you do that again another 10 years just to get that moment back? Yes, you would. So it's things like that. So, yeah, tactician as in, like, no. <laughs> Funny thing is when we, we signed, um, what's the striker called? He came from one of the Italian teams. No, uh, he went to Watford after Okaka.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah.
2: he yeah. Like, came okay. yeah, yeah. The next minute, like he's doing shape, and Kaká's like, "What should I do?" Next minute, <laughs> Royce starts talking Italian to him, fluent. I was like, and I oh. forgot he'd been in Italy for oh, a long time. I, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And he's, it, it, it was stuff like that, and everyone just started giggling. Like you <laughs> turned yeah. around, What's wrong <laughs> with you? Cool. Like just how it, like you went from shouting, "Squeeze up." like off over there talking, is like, <laughs> like shouting in different languages. And just the impressive nature of how far a manager can take to, to trying to bring a team together.
1: What a career, what, what career. we yeah. have? Yeah. Next thing I had, um, just to sort of discuss with you, um, was it seems that off the pitch, you're sort of well prepared for life after the game. Like you touched on earlier that, that you've got your own business, um, you're a director of a Step 7 football club. Um, so where do you see you going when you do hang your gloves up? And not yet, Stucky. No, not yet. You've got a good few years yet. Before you um, can ban yeah.
2: So I've got a nice start on the Droitwich thing. I've always wanted, because I've never won from going into coaching, because I can't take myself seriously Um It was like, I enjoy business. So it was like, oh, I wonder what it's like to get behind a football team. Obviously, I know it's absolute waste of money. You just might as well throw it down. <laughs> but I was looking for it while I was in, in London when I was at Brighton. And then we moved. They came up so the, the, the local football club. They wanted stupid money for the, the local club where I was at. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to get involved a little bit. see how it Yeah. And they were step four, maybe. Three? No, four. Um, so I thought, okay, like, and they were, I approached this football club. It looked like a good sell. And it just so happened that they was thinking about packing it in. There was like four of them, uh, three of them, four of them. And they basically, f- three years earlier, they had £1.67 in and the, the ex-owners came to them and said, look, can you save us? And they did. And they've made it work and done it well because the lads that they had on the board at the time. They, to be fair, they was just running it as as a normal football club. So I, I said, look, let's let's come on, see what we can do. He was playing away from the home because they didn't have a pitch. I said, look, let, let's see what we can do. We don't, we don't have to throw loads of money at it. Like We're not doing a sold for dear. <laughs> let's just give something back, see what we can do. The town doesn't have a football team if we don't. So I, I made sure... I said, look, I I don't want to be chairman. I don't want to be... So, technically, I took over the club. We made it into a a business. So, Mm. it's a limited company now just to be all set up because we said if we're going to go places, we don't want to be doing it tin pot. (laughs) Mm. So, we set that up and the chairman stayed in place and everyone agreed to stay in place with the new thing going forward. So, it's taken us, what? I've been involved two years 18 months now and we've got planning on a, a 3g and a stadia pitch
0: nice wow
2: um there's still some bits to go but we planning has been we had a meeting with the council yesterday so that's going well uh to get them back home like when they won the league at step eight or sorry they won the league at step seven but couldn't go up because they didn't have the ground. That's how it all started.
0: Mm. Ah, that's right. Okay, mm. get ya. Okay, um, yeah.
2: So, they had to leave. We've actually won the league twice after that and not gone up for different reasons. Right. So, We was 18 points clear last year and it got null and voided. So, we needed to win, I think, two more games and we'd have been promoted, so...
1: Um, Sick enough.
2: And then, yeah. it look, just is what it is, but... So things like that, we, we've we got the ground coming. We had 300 fans last time we won the league at the at our hometown, and then we're still getting 100 fans 25 miles away where we're playing. Brilliant. And the, the town doesn't have a 3G, a the nearest one's like 20 yeah. miles away. So it's, the 3G's not going to be ours, the stadia pitch will be. But it's good for... So the whole project, I managed to put a yeah. business plan together. Apparently, it's been rumbling on for about 30 years, this. So that's one of my proudest things, yeah. That we've managed to do is get this delivered for for the community. Shame like,
0: that free G's, sorry, Rich. Just shame that free shame that is not yours. What a money maker that is at that level, by the way. Yeah, like
2: I'm a bit, I'm a goalkeeper. We don't like free G's too. We're doing it for the love of the game, so how can you yeah. start saying stuff? So we do it really professional. We've got um a good set of lads, we look after them. We always try and send them away for a, a, an end-of-season party if they've done well. Yeah. You know, things that go a long way for these lads, you know, that you can't throw, like, hundreds of pounds at them. Um, they know that, but they turn up every week. They do it on time. We've we, One of our directors has um, sponsored our kit for a long time. He he made sure we all had um, new tracksuits, match day tracksuits. we have. We have kit. We have a little club shop, so the lads can come again. Everyone turns out nice. You know, you you look smart. Mm-hmm. You represent yeah. the club. So it's just moving things on, like that we're trying to do. Um, we have people who look after like a 50/50 club. Mm-hmm. That's been unbelievable. Like we've turned the club into a, an adequate financial club. We can self-sufficiently run, and it it's the lads behind the scenes that obviously I'm shouting about it on online and stuff, but those lads that do it, the chairman, like he's got, they've all got jobs, you know? Mm. Um, you like, sound
1: like a step four club. I mean, um, that's a hell of a setup you got. It,
2: it will be like, look, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know that. Mm. And, but I love it. I love going when I was at Birmingham and I was not in the team, I was mind to get there most of the season. We was 18 points clear. We started getting like like one of the fans groups put on a mini bus for people to get there because then we started getting like, we got to the third round of the FA as a step seven club. You know, we had two, we beat two like step five teams on the way. We ended up going to Lie Town, um, got beaten extra time. We took uh, 200 there. Um, and it was a proud moment, like we, for us to get to the third round of the Vase from it's the huge. fourth qualifying yeah. round. Um, it was like a big thing for the club, and we had a five-year plan that we were going to try and get at least into the qualifying rounds for the FA Trophy or the FA Cup and bring a thing. So we, we still got that plan. We, we've suspended it because of COVID, so those yeah. two don't count. Um, <laughs> but we've managed to deliver so far on the, on the ground that we want to bring. Uh, and it's going to be more of a community hub.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: We're going to have the high schools next door. We're going to try and get an, uh, B tech lessons in there. So look, it, I've got it all set up in my head and mm. the board. I've got my vision as well. And a lot of the lads are older and they live in Droitwich and they love the vision of what I was trying to bring. And it is just a lot of hard work. And and like when I'm away, like the last few weeks has been a whirlwind for me because of Stevenage here, back playing. So they've taken the reins. They've just left me alone, even though I've got council meetings. It's just brilliant. I I, I love business. I love the nitty gritty of things. Um, my wife might not like it that I'm out. So I went out for a council meeting and then I had to have a board meeting after. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it sounds- so- People don't understand how much we give at that level for there to be a football club. Yeah, um, and, it, and
2: that's step seven. So imagine what your step two clubs are like in this current pandemic. And I can totally understand it when they're saying we actually can't afford to play. Like, oh how, yeah, congr- yeah. Definers are undermine what we're trying to say. Would rather have a football club next year than run a league. And then there's these grand things. I don't want to get into politics of it. Oh, but yeah, no, nice. <laughs> you can't tell a football club that they must do something. You must get fined. If they, because if who, who would be the first person to have a go at them if they fell into financial difficulty? The FA, but, the yeah. fans would be like, how are they letting this club? But all of a sudden, because they said, we can't afford to play the games without our fans. We want our fans there. They're part of the reason why we are here. Look, I know from the other side now how how it works. And yeah. If it's not viable, how can you do that?
0: Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was modern-day goalkeeping. Yeah. Do you think... You can completely have a go at me when I say this. Do you think oh, the standard of... God, know you will. <laughs> the standard of goalkeeping with modern-day goalkeepers has declined... St- slightly from when you were coming up as a young goalkeeper like is there more focus on the playing out from the back rather than the fundamentals of goalkeeping
2: I think it's football evolution
1: mm.
2: football's evol- evolving that's like saying well I went to commentary for a bit with Steven Grizovic oh yeah saying, I used to kick it as far as I could like just boot it mm. nowadays you you have to caress it you have to He's like, oh, we just stood there and rolled it out, picked it up, you know, no back passes. <laughs> it's just evolution of football, and it's
0: yeah,
2: it's great to see because I'm a big advocate in your Edisons and your Allisons. And look, I, look, I just want to say one thing. I seen Dean Ashton saying that you could put a midfielder in goal, and that is taking the piss. Mm, yeah, he's like, you just get a good midfielder who's good with the feet, if that's what you want, and put him in goal. He just takes everything away from goalkeeping. Mm. I don't see any player being able to dive and throw himself about because you can't do it. You see goal, you see, just try going net.
1: Mm.
2: And they're like, no, nah, I'm not saving that.
1: Yeah. I remember when Harry Kane went and go in, goal in uh, one of the Europa <laughs> League games and he let in an absolute howler. A proper basic and... and Look, we uh, can
2: say, are you going to batter him for that? Look, it, we can't... Go and do what a striker does.
1: No, Mm.
2: being done. But you know what I mean. We don't stand there saying, "Well, if you want a big striker, put a goalkeeper up there." Yeah. Mm. It's like I hate it when they take all technical abilities away from goalkeepers because they don't know. I'd love to get Dean Ashton and say, "Right, let's have a goalie session." Film it and say, you think Dean, if you're listening, mate, yeah. <laughs> let's have it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take it for a session,
0: mate. <laughs> I mean, some of the sort of you can get a lot of obviously um, content nowadays of, of goalkeepers training, especially with when you're watching, say, the England warm ups and stuff yeah. like that in, in training. And the obviously the, the drills you, you guys get put through it, is just insane. Like, I, I you know the way they've now sort of incorporated. I don't know how long this has been doing this, because obviously we haven't had footage from years ago. But they're sort of like putting obstacles in the way, so yeah. for deflected shots and stuff like that, is that always been about, or is that again evolution, or uh, with, with football? So like putting cones in the way, so what hits a cone, it takes another direction. When I was direction. coming
2: through at Darlington, but there was the the newer coaches, if you know what I mean. The... Yeah. How do you say the the new era coaches? Yeah. And I've had the old era coaches where you do 40 dives to warm up. Not the way I do it. I prefer the newer style. But like you say, it's evolution. Goalkeeper used to do the running with the outfield lads. Yes, I I still do the running with the outfield lads. But you only do so much because goalkeeper fitness is very different to outfield lads fitness. Like, if you try and get lads, I think, uh, what team was it now? I think it was Swindon. Had a striker doing one of the sessions because he said it's easy. And he had him doing the up-downs. And he yeah. couldn't get off the floor. Mm. He's like, I can run 10K in a game. I'll be knackered, but I can do it. Mm. But that, for 30 seconds, I was fucked. Mm. And it, it's just different things. You just yeah. build differently. If you do it by habit, like there's, you know, when they say like, I don't know, when there's back passes, oh, there's a pass on there. They do that every day. They know where the next pass is. We have to work on them things because our main thing is stop the ball going in the goal. Face you mm-hmm. in the face, you take it like a goalkeeper. The women's game's the same. Stop the goal. Stop the goal. Play next. If you have got it in your hands, you've you've done your job. Mm. Then you can throw it out and do it. And it, I enjoy it because I know a lot of people in the women's game. And we I talk to women's goalkeepers. And one of the Liverpool women's goalkeepers, she'll say, Watch well, that goal. What did you think? I oh, thought, you can't, can't do it. She said, Oh, God. And it's good because there's no line between it. It's still goalkeeping. There's no yeah. striker, still got to score goals, whether it's yeah. women's kids. I, I watch my son play football and I'm like, get get back, get the and he's like, Dad, I'm the defender, you you're a goalkeeper, me <laughs> Um but look, I, I I think it's just evolution of football. Yeah. Uh ideas in football and how you wanna play the game.
0: Yeah. I think from a we see a lot of academy keepers come through at our level and stuff like that, like you know and, and a lot of the times I do I do I, it may be being harsh but i have seen sort of a decline in 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 some of the young lads keeping ability fantastic with feet but just sometimes i feel like they've got like they they're not as good as they used to be coming do forward you know but then again is. they weren't as good as with their feet so like you say it's that evolution and now trying to find the balance
2: yeah so um, what they do is when they come out of academies they want to play football Yeah. Academy football is totally different. So it's like saying a Man City keeper coming out of an academy to play for Wickham. Yeah. He's tough.
0: Which one did?
2: (laughs) He's come out and he's used to passing the ball out. This is Wickham. We know how we play. We play to our strengths. That's not how we do it. And it's hard for a turnaround. He's actually a good goalkeeper as well. Mm. But. It's hard for him to develop that again. So, it's, it's, I came through non-league. I yeah. just so happened to go from League 2 to Premier League. I had to adapt to that style. Mm. I went from kicking 40 balls a game to kicking three or four. Because mm. you've got to play out, but you've got to adapt. Yeah. So, I can understand what you're saying. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it might sound harsh, but when they come to you guys, they wouldn't get the level of goalkeeper goalkeeper coaching. Yeah.
0: yeah Do you yeah, know, yeah. like. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Even
2: if it's like, Man City on the on the ball, he might come here and get more goalkeeper specific, mm. rather than playing out. So yeah. it's all about how the approach to the sessions are and things like that. Joining mm. keep ball. Mm. you're not doing goalkeeping not yeah. that i don't not that i think that we enjoy that because it it sharpens us up and yeah it's yeah. pushed you with the ball things like that and so yeah it there's all sorts of different things and uh opinions on it yeah that's just my opinion it's not mm. saying it's right i saying it's wrong i just think
0: no, that's I, again i just wanted to get your your professional goalkeeper so i just wanted to see you know what what you felt and you've you've sort of come through probably the back end of like you say the sort of old school yeah football, and now into a new sort of modern age football like with that evolution of come of, of coming mm-hmm. through in your opinion who's best goalkeeper in the world
2: so what we're we talking about here
0: as in best goalkeeper the best, the most your highest rated goalkeeper in the world that you've, that you've ever seen? Not, not you know, not played with or anything like that on telly, anything like that.
2: I love the Edison. Okay. I love, but I'm very much, I'm equal. So I like to watch different styles. Yeah. But this is why I'm saying, which style do you want?
1: Okay. Uh, one of these right, so One yeah, of these So go 10. for go on, one that can play out and go for one. Edison. That, yeah. yeah. Which is the one I would, yeah.
2: Yeah, agility has got to be like De Gea Lloris. Yeah, Alison for making things look easy. He'll make saves and everyone will go, yeah, it's a good save. Now I'm thinking, nah, that is a very good save. Mm -hmm. Like, he makes things look so easy, like things around him that pop off people. Joe Hart was like the aggressive, like, just... He was, when I trained with him as well, it was like, it made you up your game. It was like, he was aggressive. He was, he was tidy. He, he had everything, you know. it was that next level up. And he was like, oh. At that time, I think he was up there for the yeah. the best goalkeeper in the world. He's had some things. But if you look at him now, I think he's still the same goalkeeper. He just hasn't had the...
0: Oh, he's got the same mentality. 100%. Oh, That's why Jose's brought him in.
2: Yeah, He, he's a, he is... A class above as well. Yeah. So it, it depends on styles. So you can't.
0: Yeah. No. I, yeah. did I
2: ask you that question as a goalkeeper? It's hard. It, it, you might like the style. Like I like Edison.
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. quite like Yana Yana Black over. At, um,
2: yeah. And then there's people take group. Manuel Neuer out of it, but um, Barcelona keeper's left my finger.
0: Yeah. Um, Testegen. Yeah. I'm
2: all round, probably one of the best. But you've got so like Jan Oblak, it like, gets overlooked a little bit because he's not. Yep. Like there's so many good 100%. goalkeepers like that you think, oh my god, like he's really good. Like, and I think the Champions League and some of the teams that come in the t- into the Champions League have those goalkeepers, and you're like, whoa. Like, there is a standard here that just people don't see enough of. Mm. So the the goalkeeper with the long name that was at AC Milan
1: Donnarumma Donnarumma
2: he was 17 when he came through and he was lighting up the
1: Yeah.
2: And Then you've got Buffon. The legend <laughs> oh. is Buffon. Yeah. Still going. And he's he's yeah. so good like he just uses experience now. Yeah. Mm. Casillas like I was gutted when he retired. I was like no.
0: Um but I think used was- his used his feet a lot, didn't he? Casillas yeah.
2: If you watch some of his early videos, yeah, saves,
0: in big games. So they uh, they've been saying that about the um Brighton keeper Sanchez.
2: Sanchez yeah, I was with him there. He oh was, right, okay. He was a young lad when he was coming through. Agility coming out of his ears, like climbing up crazy. Could get anything he wanted out the top corner or anything. He just had to round his game off. Maturity yeah. gone out. He's done the time out on loan. Uh, I, lo- I love it. Like, he, he was like that then. Mm. I was good at crossing, and he'd come and beat me, and I'd be getting angry. Not at him, but, like, that up my game. He was good at that. Mm. So, it made me up my game, and it's like, there's yeah. keepers coming behind. Like, there's Christian Walton there as well. Mm. And then you talk about goalkeeper coaches and my mate, Ben Roberts. How many keepers does he want to keep bringing through <laughs> and not get enough respect on his name? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's a big part in a lot of goalkeepers' careers.
0: Who was your goalkeeper coach at England? Was it Dave Watson? At the no, time, no,
2: it was an Italian fellow. But then we had Ray oh, Clemens, right. who was oh, kind of oh like bless, bless it. Well, it was Ray Clemens that came to watch me in that uh, Liverpool game that I spoke about, and that was the game that kind of got me in that first England squad because I did I did well, um, managed to get Ray in a shirt, so that was like an added
0: thing um oh i bet you got some shirts bloody
2: hell um i was never one for that i was very like always like not shy just didn't want to be that <laughs> i did get shirts don't get me wrong yeah, yeah, but i was never one for swapping shirts and going i'd talk to them first it went like oh,
1: yeah. oh can, yeah. I can have a shirt. shirt
2: yeah <laughs> i'd talk to them i'd ask them questions i'm i'm very much like if i don't know the answer i'll ask a question how would you do that like like with Rainer, and we spoke about kicking. He, he said, look, I thought you played the game very well, distribution-wise. And I was like, because I, I watched you, and he started laughing, and we, were <laughs> on the show. and he actually waited for me to come in. And we swapped shirts on the side. That's the first ever time I've like swapped a shirt, yeah, on the pitch. And he waited for me, and he gave me a, I, like again, these are the things that you don't forget. He said, look, I thought you were really good there, and he was like. This is Pepe Reina. Top keeper. He said heard. that to me. And these are the little things that you always remember and can... can. They, I think they'll stay with me longer than, like, oh, what's your best ever game you've played? And yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Are you ready for tomorrow, Stocko?
2: I'm always ready, mate. I know it's the old cliche, but... Look, I'm... I'm old now. Like, people are, like... <laughs> like when we were on Sky the other day someone was like just another Sky game stocks and I was like it's just another game kicking wind around the football pit kicking a <laughs> bag of air around the football pit and that that's how I like to to look at things now like I, I've got kids at home like my, my son's like buzzing because I'm on tv you know my dad's yeah. there talking about my dad and it's like that gives me more pride and things and it's like they're always going to be there when, when you come home, if you make a mistake, and be like, I love you, Dad. Like You're the best, still. And you make a save, and he comes home and goes, you're the best, Dad. And it's like, <laughs> like how can you go home and like be upset? Like I used to get really upset. My missus was like, once you get through them garden gates, it stops. <laughs> Don't bring your shit this way. And, I think uh, I've heard that before enough times on a Saturday evening. <laughs> so like we, we play Norwich on Sky. I come home and I'm sleeping in a tent in the front room. You know. <laughs> um, so we ended getting up on the sofa at three o'clock in the morning. Like,
0: Brilliant.
2: That's that's my son. He'd like he'd set up a little bed for me, like a little heat pad if my back was hurting. I was like, was that picking the balls out of the net, son? Like. <laughs> But, like, how can you, like, and then the next day I'm going to look at unis for my daughter, you know, it's, it takes everything away. Like, you, you realize what, yeah, what you're doing it all for. I know we do it because it's a career and we're lucky to do it as a hobby, but you do, you, everyone works, everyone works for something. And, and that, that, that kind of brings it all home. And, and people yeah. are like, how are you still so laid back? And it's like, well, we could be worse, lads. We're, we're managing to work in a pandemic. There's people losing their jobs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, and, and COVID's not, not a nice, nice time. And we're so lucky to do what we do, and we're doing it in a pandemic.
0: Mm. Yeah. Can I, I ask? Agree. I'm going to have one more question for yeah, me. Yeah, go far away. Should be pretty. Did you, throughout your football career, have you always treated yourself? As a business, no, no.
2: no why do you, Why do you say oh, no,
0: right, uh, just because right, right. the, the lad we the lad we had on on previous podcast saw it, it came across to me that it was all about making the money, making sure everything was fine in later life, and he sort of it it, it, it appealed to me that he was running himself like a business. No, my, as such,
2: my business is my business. My yeah. football is my hobby. Like,
0: wow, we're lucky to
2: do what we do. And I think maybe because I've come up through the lower leagues and yeah. I've seen people get thrown up against the wall, you cost me my mortgage, then we could have won. And when you're playing for a 200 pound bonus and someone's saying, You could cost me my mortgage, then I think you go, Whoa, we're in it here.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I mean? So I've always tried it like, it's a job, but when people tell you numbers of how many people make it and stuff, it's like, yeah, God, we're, we're lucky. Like, and so, it sounds a bit bad, but you know, when people say, Oh, you're lucky and that, but we've had to work
1: hard. Like, I'm just going to say that because you food are food. really good as well. You're
2: it's hard to t- tell people, it depends who you speak to because a lot of people say, Yeah, but you get all this money and that. But I was on 35 quid as a YTS. Then 40 mm. quid, and 90 quid for three years. My first pro contract was 120 quid. And I say to an electrician, could you live on that at 1920 when you just finished your apprenticeship? Or was mm. you getting more than me? Mm. I was at Darlington, I got signed from Fulham and they gave me a contract from 300 pound to 800 pound that year because I had an interest. So that was a business move for them that got mm-hmm. me money. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, like there's some... My my mate's captain. He earns a thousand pounds a week. He's had to go through all the thing to get as good as what he is. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, don't, you remember that some people in League Two, League One, are earning a normal mm. wage, but they love. Them. Yeah. They love the game. That's that's their job. Like their their love for the job. Like some people don't.
0: I know. That, I know lads that have rejected League football because they can get paid more at non-League. But, and,
2: a the other day. Um, HBV driver um he was getting like 200 quid a week from football a thousand pound a week from his driving job and he got offered 800 quid to go and play in the league and he was like well, what's that gonna do like yeah go and play football yeah and get the time and that but i've got bills to pay i've got mm-hmm. kids i've got so in everything people think because everyone just looks at yeah. Grand a week and, and and look I'm not gonna stand here and complain about people because they're the people that pay the money to pay you, you know. Mm. So you've gotta be very cautious and people think so like I've got a business. So mm. I, I use I use that, so I've invested all my money in my business and um to pay different things mm. off because I know that football ain't gonna last than that. I'm not one to just sit and have my feet up. So I'll go straight into that after football. Yeah. And that's why I've been trying to help the younger lads. And younger lads ask me how I've done it. And just about leading people in a direction. Look, we've all spunk money. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody's got their own little thing, what they do. Everyone, I'm very much like, you do what you want with your money. You earn it. Yeah. If you want to spunk it, no problem. If I I'm can say... Try do this, and you go, oh, I might, I might try that, and it helps you, but if you want to, I, I will never, ever have a go at anyone for doing whatever they want. Some people like to buy loads of nice clothes.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, because they want to look good. Fine. Cool. Yeah. No worries. Not where I want to go, because I've got the fashion of a mule. Um, it's a good job I've got a missus that like, can scout through TK Max. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Football, is, foot, football is always... Always, I always find it hard to get jeans, isn't that right? That's what I always got told. Always find it hard. a jean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, the, the the money thing always, I do get a little bit wound up when people go, "How much they're earning?" And stuff like that, and I go, "Yeah, but it's all relative to the business, you know. It, it's all how much the sport makes is going to filter down. So, yeah. and then you know,
2: think right, all right, they shouldn't make that much money. Money goes away football don't become as big fans don't go who loses that yeah like, it's, uh, it, it, the people it's, say that I could do that and you're like no. <laughs> and then, then like while we're on it like it's things like we've our kids have moved schools six times due to football
0: the, mm. the sacrifice you guys make as well completely agree yeah and
2: again we we don't complain it is what it is that's our job we we mm we moved into that we had kids knowing that the kids are brilliant like they've had their ups and downs but luckily we're moving back to leeds soon um our retirement plan is in full force. um now we've been away from leeds for like 17 years now so yeah
0: um great great city yeah always always had a good always had a good time out there got a
2: nice house that we've we've paid for so look that's what it is. It takes all the stress away now for the last part of my career. She can do what she wants to do with her mum, dad. My mum, dad, the kids go to school for the first time with cousins and brilliant. I think our house will be full. Like most of the time, we people popping in for cuppers. Like, but so I'm, I'm have enjoying... you always
0: stayed up north, so you kept that kept the kids have kept the northern accent. No, it's no,
2: very funny. Like two two of the younger <laughs> kids were born in london oh and they have posh accents (laughs) there's me and my wife they're like (laughs) the the in between we've lost a little bit of the the full-on common leeds accent but as you can tell you can you still get it Yeah. yeah so we go the eldest she kind of adopts wherever she is like, it's weird. So she's got that posh Birmingham Leeds accent. <laughs> but then she'll be on the phone to her mates and she'll speak to someone. And then she'll turn around, What do you want? Like, he <laughs> talk to your mum and dad again. <laughs> Whereas, like, the, the youngest two, all the T's are in the correct order, like, You want a bath? And he's like, How many F's in bath, dad? He's <laughs> a bath. So Brilliant. Fun.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. That's the perfect time to end it, Stocco. Um, yeah, I agree. I can't thank you enough for coming on. You've been fantastic.
2: No, I've enjoyed it. Um,
1: yeah. So, so, yeah, good luck tomorrow rest of the season. Um, yeah. And that's for
2: all the rest of, my, me. Uh, rest of my career, because it'll this podcast long, lasting longer than my career. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's staying in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, hey, lads, thank you, Stokko. Appreciate can, one, it. the game up. With the with the two step seven sides,
1: hundred like, percent. Oh, we'll come to, to you finish. boys. Yeah, hundred percent. Boys would love that.
2: When it's all up and running, I'll get some pictures to you. Uh, get the lads up and make a weekend. Maybe get the lads. Oh, come out. yeah, yeah.
0: They're overdue a night out. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Hundred percent.
2: We can get the lads sorted and.
0: Oh, we'd love that. Uh, yeah.
2: We'll go to the next town and look. We're, we're going to have a few days where we. I might try and get a, like a. I say a tournament, something like that, mm. like where we have a couple of games, so a short amount of games, so like mm. 20, 25 minutes each way and then a final. You know, yeah. like a bit of a fun, and then we have a fun penalty shoot at the end, yeah. you know, just to get people down there. Brilliant. So I can get Akin Fenwood down there, uh, get him dressed in the mascots kit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't told him yet, but... <laughs> we'll, be there, stuff, but... yeah. we'll be there,
0: Yeah, we'll be there, We'll get like, that sorted. 100%. we will we'll, we'll
2: try and make a a little thing like a, a little cup, maybe like where yeah, you come to you, you come towards. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah
2: 100%, 100%. Where we can try and get some some money raised for for charity, and then a bit behind the bar for the clubs, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, so we, it's what they need at the moment.
2: Uh, it's it's like that, and it get get the fans out when the fans can come. Yeah, you come up, have a few beers, and kick a few footies round.
0: Brilliant.
2: See if we can get some names up there as well. So i i get a, I've, I've got all sorts going on in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, like you say, if you have a, a few games in the day, where people can have a bit of a family day barbecue, the lads can have a beer after. And
1: yeah. Brilliant. So brilliant. been right. fantastic. Cheers. Thanks, Unbelievable.
0: Well, that was everything and more than I could have expected. It it had absolutely everything. We spoke about so many different parts of the game. Um, I I didn't even care that Stocko took the mick out of me within 30 seconds of talking to him. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Stocko. Um, I left it in for you, bud, as well. Um,
1: You know, Jambo, when when we first started this, I never thought we would get that sort of calibre of guest on, you know, Mm. someone who's played at the highest level. um, They've been in multiple England camps, not just one, they've been there many times. Yeah. Um, It was absolutely phenomenal.
0: The one thing I took from it is just an all round nice guy, all round normal guy, um, you know, that's, that's played football to the complete top end of the game. Um, You know, just some of his stories and the way he was, it it, it just showed me that however professional he is, he is just a normal guy on the pitch, talks to people in a very normal manner. And like he said, he talks to, he'll talk to anyone that is anyone, he's a people person. And, you know, we we, we all got on on a house, like a house on fire. It was just just a great chat between three guys talking football for an hour and a
1: half. Um, And we could have gone on all night. One of the things he said that really sticks with me, he said he always plays with a smile on his face because he never knows when it's the last one. Mm. And that is brilliant. To have someone with that attitude is spot on. Um, So massive thanks, Stocko. Thanks for coming on.
0: Yeah, thanks, Stocko. Really appreciate it, buddy. Um, So that has been the David Stockdale episode with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Kyson, and we've been hitting the areas podcast. Thank you.